the Fade 5 Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets, you jack wagons. Merry March Madness. Tis indeed the Fade 5 Podcast. Brad the Big Noise Evans here with you. Joined by the good son, Nathaniel Lundy. We are brought to you by Swap. Zito Tequila. What better way to sit on your ass for multiple hours on end than sipping on a fine Suavecito on your Go pick up a bottle of Love Juice tonight at Total Wine and More. Yeah, uh, and and judging by some of the text messages you were sending me last night, Mr. Evans, I do believe you were partaking on a uh, hashtag Tequila Monday, I believe. Uh, oh, yeah. Because he was... Uh, it's just it's comical. Brad is coming on my uh, television show uh, this afternoon to talk some bracketology. And he and I were going back and forth. And it was very clear uh, that the agave was messing with your synapses last night, my friend. Yes, the brain was coated, uh, to say the least. Uh, daddy won, daddy need, daddy got to have a bottle of tequila after the multiple weeks I've been working my tail off. I needed a uh, just a minor siesta, the calm before the storm, because we got NIT tipping off tonight, and we got first four action going on in the NCAA tournament. So playing games on this hashtag tequila Tuesday, why the hell not? Uh, I'll give you my top play of the night tonight, and I'll have in bonus time a top play in the NIT as well. But I really like Mississippi State. And, you know, we've seen a history here in the NCAA tournament where a first four participant since 2011, all but one year, has gone on to win at least another game. And I think this year it's going to be the Bulldogs from Stark Vegas, a very, very good defensive team. Uh, you look at what they've done to road neutral games this season. They are 9-8 and eight straight up. Uh, they've given up to 0.895 points per possession. That's number six in the entirety of college basketball. Uh, Forced a ton of turnovers. Uh, Pittsburgh's got strong guards. There's no question about it. And I think can dodge some of those miscues and mistakes. And Mississippi State, the downside for them is the number 337 out of 363 in EFG offense. Uh, netting a miserable 47.7% inside the arc and just 26.5% outside of it. But still, I think they will cover. The two is what I got at. Uh, most of the books now up to two and a half. Bulldogs win, I think, by four or more points. And a little early bonus time, Lundy. If you want to SGP or OGP this sucker, I kind of like the under. And maybe take it up to like 138 and a half or the 132 and a half. And then take it the Bulldogs on the money line and get, oh, yeah, plus odds and it gets seduced by the Jews. So uh, maybe it's an early fade or follow for you. But what are you feeling tonight in the playing games, uh, whether it's with SEMO and TAMU CC? or it's with uh, Mississippi State and their matchup with the Panthers? Uh, well, first of all, we're going to fade the living daylights out of you. Give me the Panthers. Um, I'm oh, not, wow. I'm not on the Bulldogs. Give me the Panthers straight up. Uh, okay. I'll take I'll take the points because it's a gift, but I, uh, I actually think Pitt winds up winning this game. Uh, I think their offense will come through. Um, I, I don't know, a little bit of a TYG, a little bit of a trust your gut, um, but I think Pitt gets this done. Um, so I will early fade you there, but I will tell you, give me the Islanders all diggity day long. I think Tamu Corpus Christi uh, with a little hat tip to Robert Earl Keene. Uh, I will be sitting on Corpus Christi Bay and I will be partaking in an adult beverage and I will be watching them cruise. I also kind of like the uh, over, by the way, in that contest, mm, uh, just yeah. because I think we may just pew, 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 just back and forth 
uh, up and down the court. You're talking about two teams that rank in the top 80 in adjusted tempo when it comes to uh, Ken Palm. Uh, as a matter of fact, Southeast Missouri is what, number seven, number eight, something like yep. that. Yep. Uh, they uh, they love to fly up and down the court. So uh, I like Texas A&M Corpus Christi on the straight, uh, on the straight line, which I, last time I checked was at three and a half. Uh, for the Islanders. So I will lay the three and a half. But if you want to OGP the same thing, just because it is the madness of March and you don't know exactly what's going to happen, um, I would totally mess with that. Maybe even just take uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi on the money line. And then I back that 153 and a half, which is what the total was sitting at as of yesterday evening, 153 and a half. And I'll bring that down maybe to about 148 yep. and a half and Smart. then play the over, uh, play the over in that one. So I'm on the opposite side from you with the Mississippi State Bulldogs. Give me the Panthers. Um, but my favorite bet of the play in for this Tuesday night is without a doubt the Islanders. Um, but uh, if you follow the spreadsheet, ladies and gentlemen, uh, just fade the shit out of everything that I am saying right now uh, because I finally had a good night last night thanks to some plus odds plays in the National Hockey League, but good Lord have I been getting my nuts kicked in for about the last 10 days. Well, we're going to go toe-to-toe on Mississippi State and Pittsburgh, but kumbaya with Corpus Christi with those on the board. Let's get after it with another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, Numero Cinco and all the Fade Five games we're going to feature uh, today on the pod are a part of the Thursday slate in the NCAA tournament. Uh, and let's go, shall we, to the Midwest region. We got an 8-9 flip of the coin battle between Auburn, the Tigers there, and the Iowa Hawkeyes. And I'm going to go with the SEC uh, participant in this one and lay the Unpunto against Iowa and Fran McCaffrey there and company. Uh, really, uh, these teams are polar opposites in what their strengths are. For the Iowa Hawkeyes, they score uh, prolifically from inside the arc, from outside the arc. But interestingly, in road-neutral games this season, and it's shocking that I'm saying this, but the, the facts are the facts. They're number 304 in college basketball, an effective field goal percentage offense. In those road-neutral games, shooting just 48.3% inside the arc, and under 29% outside of it, uh, which is, again, very jarring. Uh, number 223 in effective field goal percentage defense for the Hawkeyes in those same games. Uh, meanwhile, I look at Auburn. They're 6-10 and 10 in road neutral matchups this year. Number 188 in effective field goal percentage offense. Not exactly burning the nets, though they're shooting a flat 50% from two, 31.4%, however, only from three. But in defense... That is their calling car. That's what they're known for. Number 13 is Auburn, an effective field goal percentage defense. And row neutrals give it up 47.4% inside the arc and 29.5% outside of it. And they crash a glass, generating a second chance opportunity over 31% of the time. I think the Big Ten was largely down, honestly, this year. Uh, the cannibalization uh, you saw and witnessed uh, every single time that conference took the floor. Rutgers unfortunately did not make the tournament they had a strong argument but they're in the nit and i think a lot of these teams that were middling in the league iowa included uh are going to get bounced early in the nca tournament i think auburn uh though they have their offensive woes just a better defensive team overall and that will muster enough for them to get the win and the cover so fade or follow uh go with auburn minus one against the iowa hawkeyes 
Minus 110 at BetMGM. Are you signing with Bruce Pearl? Uh, no. Uh, give me Iowa. Money line. Plus 100. Mm. Straight up. I, I think I'm just in an argumentative mood, uh, to be honest <laughs> with you. It's been a Because you're bitter time. right now. I'm bitter. I'm bitter. Y'all saw my tweet on, 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 on Saturday morning about me literally taking the worst beat I've ever had in the history of my betting on Friday night. So uh, I, I'm just I'm, – I'm bitter. I'm on tilt. Uh, and I've also recognized that whenever I've got a gut feel about something in the bracket – uh, it's best for me to just go screw it. Don't listen to your gut. Like I'm better off to hand a bracket to my Jayhawk loving wife who picks the Jayhawks every year, by the way, doesn't matter. They could be a 16 seed. She'd pick them. Um, and, and, and let her fill it out and then just do that because I, I don't trust myself. So the problem was as I got ready to do, uh, the, uh, big bracket show for today, uh, Brad, uh, I had Auburn and then I was like, Nope, go in the other direction. Screw it. So I'm taking Iowa plus 100. All the contradictions, all the fading happening on the Tuesday edition of the program. Uh, like Tony the Tiger, another Tiger always says, Auburn will be great. Number four. All right, new more quattro at the Fade Five today. Let's go with the Furman Paladins plus five and a half against the Virginia Cavaliers minus 110 at Bet MGM. Could the glass sipper slipper fit uh, for Furman. Yeah, it's a distinct possibility, uh, but I love them on the spread here because what is uh, Virginia's name to their game? It's uh, low possessions and usually defense. So that defense has been more vulnerable than what we've seen in previous versions. I uh, look at Virginia since February 1st, they're eight and four in road neutral games. Number 287, an effective field goal percentage offense. They're shooting just 49.7% from two and 28.9% from three. Yikes. And number Number 101, an effective field goal percentage defense. So they're not exactly blanketing or suffocating defensively, giving up 48% uh, from inside the arc and 33.9% outside but during that stretch. But they're all about slow jams and slowing it down. Cue the key sweat and the, you know, you want me, baby. Got the twisted in the background there. And number 357 in adjusted tempo. Uh, in college basketball, decent rebounding team. Don't get a lot of second chance opportunities, but they don't allow a lot of second chances. The opposition. Meanwhile, I look at Furman, uh, really under the radar mid-major team, thirteen and five in row neutrals this season, but number five in college basketball at EFG offense. They're shooting fifty-eight point four percent from two and thirty-four point nine percent from three. And their defense are really not that far off the pace of Virginia's in those road neutrals. Number 111 in EFG defense on nearly half of their shots, Lundy. This is not an exaggeration. It's 49.4% to be exact. In road neutral games come from behind the arc. They bombard you. They blitz you from three. And uh, normally they're pretty good at it. And they play a little bit more up-tempo pace. But I think Virginia purposely is going to try to dictate a slowdown game low possessions as a result they may get the win uva but i think it's like by two or three here in the end so give me the paladins plus five and a half minus 110 at bet mgm fade or follow all right i'll follow i won't contradict welcome no, back I do, welcome I do back like I do like this one. I like them for the potential upset, but I also like the idea of this being a two or three point game. They got to make those shots outside the arc. You already pointed that out. That's going to be uh, absolutely vital for Furman. And, you know, when you get those kind of outside shots, you want to make sure if you're the coaching staff at Furman that your guys don't get frustrated by Virginia trying to slow things down on you. 
because you get into three-point shooting. You know that's a rhythm-type thing for a lot of shooters. So you get in that rhythm. You're trying to get up and down the floor. If Virginia starts to frustrate them, they've got to make sure that they're still popping those shots from outside the arc and finding the right open guy. So I, I like Furman in this one. I, I, I'm with you. The Cavaliers may pick up the win, but I think they are going to sweat the hell out of this game. Do it for Charlemagne! Uh, who the hell is that? Well, look it up. You'll understand what a paladin is. Number three. All right, do more trace here on the Fade Five today. Let's go to a 7-10 matchup, and I'm going to SGP this sucker. Uh, honestly, I think it's going to be one of the most exciting games of the opening round, and that is between the Utah State Aggies taking on the Missouri Tigers. Uh, so on this SGP slash OGP, and I built this one at DraftKings, I'm going to take Utah State up to plus three and a half, and I'm going to take the total down and slam the over on 148 and a half plus 105. Maybe seduced by the Jews there at DK. The reason being is this. Uh, this is going to be a, a, a fast-paced game. Uh, that's what Missouri relishes. Honestly, it's what Utah State likes to play. They both play a spread-style offense. Missouri, number 82 in the country, and adjusted tempo, according to Ken Palm. Uh, Utah State, number 108 in that category. You look at Mizzou, they're 8-6 and six in road-neutral matchups. Number 28 in effective field goal percentage offense, shooting 52 52- 52.3% from two, 36.3% from three, and 72.2% from the charity stripe. Uh, defense of uh, forgiving, number 314 in EFG defense, and the percentages they've allowed are disgusting. Uh, meanwhile, you look at Utah State, 12 and 6 in road neutrals, number 13 in EFG offense, a team that's setting uh, nearly 54% from two, 37% from three, and over 74% on those freebies, uh, but defensively much stouter than Missouri, at least the numbers indicate. Number 24 in EFG percentage defense, uh, particularly around the 10, giving up just 46.3% on two-point shots. Uh, the Mountain West uh, has gotten their heads uh, just kicked in here in recent NCAA tournaments. They have underachieved greatly, but I think Utah State has a real chance here. If they don't get the dub, they're going to be highly competitive against a Missouri team that just refuses to play any defense. Unless Missouri is shooting like 65%, which they are more than capable of in this game, I think uh, Utah State will match them punch for punch. That's why I love them, plus a three and a half. And that over 148 and a half on the SGP, plus one of five DraftKings. Fade or follow. Uh, I'm following on this one because I like the fact that you did it on the OGP. I like the potential. Uh, frankly, I like the potential that Utah State might be the only Mountain West team that yep. actually advances. Um, uh, so, yeah, we'll talk uh, a little uh, San Diego uh, a little later on. But um, I, I like Utah State here. I like the over just by itself, by the way, at yeah. 154. I, I do. Um, this is going to come down to whether the Aggies can keep hitting their threes. That was their calling card when they went throughout conference play in the Mountain West. They're just going to jack a shitload of threes on you. Um, yep. And if they can hit them at the clip that you were just talking about that they managed to do over the course of the season, which for the season within the Mountain West play was sitting at a 39.3%. Folks, that's good. Okay, that's Steph Curry territory there when you're shooting 40% from outside the arc. But as we just talked about when we were talking about uh, at the beginning of the of the pod, that's a streaky thing. 
And I swear, making your threes is contagious. People talk about, uh, you know, like uh, announcer jinxes at the free throw line. When it comes to three-point shooting, it's completely contagious. If one guy starts missing, they're all going to start missing. But if Utah State can do what they did during Mountain West play, which was burn you from outside the arc, if they do that, Missouri is in trouble because their defense, as Brad just pointed out, is not up to the task. So I love the idea of being able to SGP this. I do think the Aggies have a chance to win this straight up, and I certainly like the total as well. So this is one of my favorite games to bet on Thursday, and it's going to be highly entertaining. Let's go streaking! Make those damn threes, Utah State. Number two. Numero dos today on the Fade 5. Uh, let's talk about a classic 12 over 5 upset special, and that is uh, the Charleston Cougars uh, taking on San Diego State, as uh, Lundy already teased, and it was Aztecs. And I'm going to take Charleston plus a 5.5 at minus 110 at bet MGM. This is probably the best team you haven't watched at all this season. A team that was won over 30 games for a friggin' reason. Uh, Charleston, a very deep team. Uh, they have a big man that played you inside, that beat you outside as well, and they uh, blitz you from distance uh, overall. You look at Charleston, they're 14-2 in road neutral games. Yeah, subpar number 125 in the EFG offense, shooting 50.4% inside the arc and 33.5% in those matchups. Uh, but a team, believe it or not, that is top 20 in EFG defense at 48.8%. They're allowing from two and 28.1% allowing from three. They prefer an up-tempo pace. And I think they're really going to press as much as they can, that tempo against San Diego State to not allow the Aztecs to set their defense. So if those transition opportunities, whether on kickouts for three or kisses off the glass, uh, do work for Charleston, uh, I think they're going to get the cover and likely the win. Yes, San Diego State is excellent defensively. Uh, number 58 in their 17 road neutral matchups in EFG defense uh, and a team at number 10 in adjusted defensive efficiency in those matchups as well. But... They're not exactly scoring the ball with a ton of success. Number 259 at EFG offense, though Matt Bradley uh, is a buckets getter, the transfer there from Cal. So, Lundy, uh, I kind of already know where you're going here. Fade or follow the Cougs, a plus five and a half against San Diego State, minus 110 at BetMGM. What are you thinking? Uh, you're chasing Cougars just like the wine bar on a Thursday night. Um, <laughs> it's uh, I'm all about Charleston. I actually think Charleston pulls the upset here. I already told you. I think I actually think just based on the matchups, and I think the team that has the best opportunity to make it out of the first round representing the Mountain West is Utah State. It is not San Diego State. Uh, it is not. I, I, I'm I, I'm giving you a little bit of the preview to tomorrow. It's not Nevada. Um, you know those kinds of things. Look, folks. Here's the thing: three teams, three uno dos tres. Three teams in the bracket won 30 games. Houston, Oral Roberts, and Charleston. And I know you can sit back and say to Oral Roberts, for example, coming out of the Summit League, or to Charleston, you can say, yeah, but who did they play? Don't give a shit. They still won 30 games, people. Yep. Pay yep. attention to that. I understand that you can talk about what the competition level is, but I believe that that is a much bigger argument in college football than it is in college basketball. So put away your college football bias, stick your SEC glasses in a drawer until this fall and recognize that these teams are good. And if you can win 30 games, I don't care what conference you are in. That is an accomplishment. Again, 68 teams in the bracket, only three of them 
managed to get at least 30 wins, and Charleston has 31. Pay attention to the Cougars. I think the Aztecs are in deep trouble tomorrow in the tournament. And so I like Charleston, frankly, straight up. I've got a half unit on them for the money line, but I love them catching five and a half. This is my favorite bet for Thursday. Uh, She's 45, she's single, and she's ready to party. Swipe right on those Cougars. Number one. All right, Numero Uno on the Fade 5 podcast today. Uh, let's do an OGP slash uh, SGP on the 215 matchup uh, there in the south bracket. Uh, I'm going to take Arizona down a minus nine and a half, and then I'm going to take the total down and hit the over on 144 and a half against those smarty pants of Princeton. Uh, that is plus 105. At DraftKings, uh, you look at Arizona, 13-4 road neutral games. One of the best offenses in the country. My God, can they overheat the scoreboard. Number four, an effective field goal percentage offense. They're number 10 in the nation in those games and adjusted tempo as well. So pedal to the metal for sure, shooting 55.9% from two, 38.2% from three. Defensively, they've been wildly erratic, uh, and that's really the best way to describe Arizona. They can defend when they want to really bring the energy on that end of the floor. Uh, and the numbers are kind of middle of the road. Number 63 in EFG defense, giving up 47.9% in road neutrals and 33.7% from three. So uh, a team that, again, if they're committed to playing defense, uh, can somewhat shut down the opposition, but they love that brisk pace. Uh, Princeton, uh, a team that's better than you think uh, across the board. Number 32 in EFG offense, and number 30 in EFG defense and their 14 row neutral matchups. They play and prefer a slower tempo, number 243 in adjusted tempo. But again, I think Arizona will rev the engine purposely uh, because Princeton feels somewhat uncomfortable in that mode. And if they do, and hopefully Princeton will be, you know, hitting some transition threes and just transition buckets uh, possible. And those back doors, of course, are always wide open and the classic Princeton offense, I think this game's going to go over, and I think Arizona should cruise to a double-digit victory. So let me fade or follow on this SGP slash OGP. Wildcats minus 9.5, and, and the over 144.5 plus 105 at DraftKings. So here's my only – so I'm going to – I'm going to f- – Fadalo, uh, I'm gonna. <laughs> You're kind of build around on this. I'm gonna play. Here's here's why. I actually would prefer to take Princeton's plus number up oh, than uh-huh. Arizona's down. And okay. the reason why, folks, the reason the Pac-12 slash Pac-10, if you're, you know, old like Brad and I, um, get such a bad rap in the tournament, frankly, is because of Arizona. It is because of the Wildcats. Do you know what, Brad, in their last 16 tournament games, they are 3-12-1 against the spread. They're terrible at covering the spread. Arizona might get by with a win, but for whatever reason, this team just lets dudes hang around. They keep it too close. So I love the idea of SGPing this. I like the over. I'm good with you on the 144 and a half. I'm with you there. But I think I would rather take Princeton, which sits right now at a plus 14 and a half. I think I would rather bump them up than bring it back down. So I would probably take Princeton to like an 18 or a 19 and a half and just look for them to keep this within 20 points, which I think they can do. 
And I think I would rather do that and sit at plus 100, plus 105, even a minus 105. I think I'd rather do that because I do not trust the Wildcats. They do this every flipping year in the tournament where they manage to win, but they come nowhere near covering. Again, they have only covered three of their last 16 tournament games, folks. So pay attention to that with Zona. And I like this Arizona team. There's talent on this squad. I liked them. I liked them to be able to win the Pac-12 tournament. I did, but I just don't trust it once they get to the big dance. So I love what you're doing with the SGP, Brad, but I'm going to flip it and I'll, you know, I'll go build it. I'll put it up on the spreadsheet. Go check it out at Nate Lundy on Twitter. Um, I'll do it, but I'm going to flip this one around and I'm going to take Princeton with more points instead of Zona with less. Oh, you could get really adventurous and just middle the crap out of our suggestions here. Numero uno here on the fade five with that on the board. Let's get to some bonus time. Uh, Lundy, the floor is yours. Uh, Whatever you like in the NHL, the NBA, maybe the National Invitational Tournament and those uh, games uh, being played at uh, true home venues. Uh, Do you like action there? Or maybe you got something else on the first four. So feed me, Maurice. Here we go. Uh, We are going to go to the NIT. That is actually where I'm going to take us. I have, uh, you're going to have to pay attention, folks, uh, if you're driving right now and listening, um, you may have to go back and re-listen to this when you get where you're going because you may want to write this down. Brad, I'm starting with a three-leg straight money line in the NIT tonight. This has a payday of a plus 153 built it at DraftKings. Michigan, UAB, Colorado. Those three, all of them on the money line are a plus 153. If mm. you want to get frisky, if you're feeling it, if it's if you got a little motion in the ocean, if you know what I mean, Ooh, yeah. add Washington State. That mm. takes it to a plus 197. Add Rutgers for a five-banger, and it's plus 287. Always fun on the money line. Colorado uh, was 14, 18, and 1 against the spread this season. Okay, so a sub 500. But five of those 14 happened in their last seven games. So Woo. this Tad Boyle team is starting to figure things out in terms of covering. They're laying three and a half. That's why I said screw it, and I'm doing it on the money line. So again, if you want to get crazy with the cheese whiz, the full five that I like, you can do any combination of these. Michigan, UAB, Colorado, Washington State, Rutgers. Any of those five, or again, if you bang them all together at DraftKings, it's a plus 287, just straight money line. Now let me go to uh, the association, shall we? Uh, Folks, uh, Jokic, triple-double, minus 105. Uh, The best odds you can get right now are at DK. The other books actually have this closer to 110 or 115, but you got minus 105 at DK for him to get a triple-double. They're on the road north of the border to take on the Toronto Raptors. To the ice we go. Two-leg money line for you. The Carolina Hurricanes and the Pittsburgh Penguins put those two together yeah it's not sexy it's a minus 110 but it's minus 110 for a reason these are two heavy favorites and I'm trying to find a way to be able to make those games interesting by packing them together at a minus 110 Uh, Riley Smith of your Vegas Golden Knights I just need a point out of Smith a goal or an assist at plus 100 dude's on a five game point streak right now Uh, two assists and or excuse me, two goals and four assists over the course of those five games, and they're taking on the lowly Flyers. Yes, they're on the road, which always makes me nervous, but I'll take Riley Smith to extend his point streak. And then let's go to Pittsburgh. That is where Montreal will be. Um, I, I think the Avs, 
uh, and the uh, Canadians are still scoring uh, after the game last night, which had a final of eight to four um, by the time it was all said and done. So now Montreal has to go from home to go on the road to take on Pittsburgh. Montreal is one of the worst penalty killing teams in the league, the fourth worst, as a matter of fact, and they commit the fourth, fourth most penalties. So Evgeny Malkin is on a five-game point streak. Give me a power play point for Mr. Malkin. That is at a minus 105 at DraftKings. So it might be Merry March Madness for Brad, but I refuse to ignore what's happening on the ice, uh, and mostly because it's the only place I'm making any money lately. Well, honestly, I am ignoring all of the sports except for basketball on the junior circuit. Let's get to the team. Huevos parlay play here of round number one on Thursday. These are all alt lines, folks, uh, that I put this together at DraftKings. I'm going to take Northern Kentucky up uh, to 26. Uh, we'll see if Sasser goes for the University of Houston, but I think there's just too many points in general. UNC Asheville, I will take up in their matchup against UCLA, down a couple of starters, including their best defender, of course, Shane LeClark, who's out for the season. Uh, that's up to plus 24. And then Louisiana, the raging Cajuns, I'm going to take up to plus 16 and a half in their round one match against Tennessee, because frankly, Tennessee cannot score. Uh, the numbers certainly support that. They're like north of 250 in road neutrals and EFG offense. And then give me the Texas Longhorns. I'm going to take that down uh, against Colgate to minus nine. Too much size. I think they're really going to you know, run with Colgate, who can score prolifically, but they don't play any kind of defense. It's non-existent uh, for the Raiders, uh, the other Raiders there of Colgate. So if uh, Texas is able to slow them down offensively, they're going to absolutely blow them out in a 215 matchup. So uno, dos, tres, cuatro, mi amigos, plus 277 on that team. Juevos parlay play on alt lines of the day. Elsewhere in bonus time, I got one NIT play for you tonight. I'm laying the chalk with Vanderbilt. Now, I grabbed uh, the line at minus three. It's up to minus three and a half, I think, pretty much everywhere. They're taking on the old Bulldogs. Uh, this game, of course, being played in Nash Vegas, and Vandy has been quite dandy here down the stretch. Since February 4th, they are number 41 overall in Bart Torvik's efficiency rankings, 10-2 during that stretch, number five during that stretch, and adjusted offensive efficiency. They are burning the nets to the tune of 1.222 points per possession, decently uh, defensively as well, number 51, and effective field goal percentage, D, and they're shooting a boatload of free throws, and uh, they're generally making them. Uh, so they're going to be able to you know, draw some of those whistles and get to the line uh, against those Ivy League participants. Uh, you look at Yale, pretty balanced team, uh, number 60 in EFG offense, in row neutrals, number 15, actually, an EFG defense. But you look at who they played at the high major level this year. Butler, they lost by 10. Kentucky, they lost by 10. And they played Colorado. Those buffs, and they lost by three. Vandy has been peaking at the right time. They're playing outstanding basketball there for Jerry Stackhouse. I love me the Commodores. They're going to do it for uh, smoking Jay Cutler tonight. Uh, I got them covering minus three and a half. And by the way, the same number that I gave you for CU, okay, Vandy covered in 19 games this season. Eight of those are in the last 10. So to put a cherry on top of Brad talking about them peaking at the right time, 
Vandy has been a covering machine um, of late. So I love the idea of laying the three. I think Yale's in trouble. And again, they're, you know, they're playing at home. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it, it's the thing that makes the difference in the NIT, folks. You got to make sure that you remember that, the difference between that and the NCAA tourney. All right, we are out of time here on the Fade Five Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow breaking down the Friday games uh, that we like in the first round of the NCAA tournament. We'll give you some more NIT plays and some of those play-in actions as well. So drop us a rating and a review. If you enjoy this podcast, helps us out tremendously. Also, fade or follow us on the Twitter. Uh, check out Lundy at Nate Lundy, all his free spreadsheet picks. I do the same damn thing at Noisy Huevos. For Nate Lundy, I'm Brad Evans. Until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you.